0: This is the Saddled Stallion Podcast, where men are equipped and encouraged to understand their wiring, clarify their mission, and find purpose along the path to its fulfillment. I'm your host, Chad Kanyer, and I'm stoked to have you here. Let's roll.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 11 of this author interview miniseries where I'm interviewing writer, podcaster, husband, father, and corporate juggernaut Chad Canyer about his new book, Dying in the Wilderness, Finding Purpose Through Failure. Chad, thanks for coming back on.
0: You're welcome, man. Thanks for having me. I love the, I feel like I have such a good resume when you read all that. I wonder if people are like, oh, father and is anyone impressed by father and husband or they're just like, oh, oh, it's like a it's like an FYI. He's also married and has kids.
1: Well, <laughs> dude, I actually did that because you actually put a lot of effort into being a great father and a great husband. And so, like, Aww. I actually put it there as like a compliment to you as like an equal to or be even greater than like corporate juggernaut slash you know, podcaster, writer. Because you, yeah, I, I'm I glad do, you
0: did. I saw, how you, I love how you do writer, podcaster, father. I think you go your husband before father. Hopefully,
1: I, I do. I do. I do. Husband <laughs> okay, first. Good, good, good.
0: It's like he's got kids. Oh, yeah, there's this woman involved. <laughs> and then you do corporate juggernaut last, which is just a fallacy, which you have to have at the end because it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I wonder if anyone listening is like, oh yeah, husband, father, like that adds to his stupid resume. <laughs> Who
1: cares? Oh shoot, but no man, I put it there as a nod, you know, a respect nod to you yeah, for how you know. much effort you've put into those things in your life, so.
0: I guess you can't be like a raging alcoholic, like running out on your wife and you still get props <laughs> on a podcast for being like a great father. <laughs> Like, I got, I'm doing a few things right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. I can attest to it.
0: I'm sorry to crush your little intro there. No, (laughs) you're good,
1: man. I was, I was loving it. I appreciated it. You only got a few more episodes left in this little series. So if you're going to take some shots, I mean, it would be. That's done right, be done. Dude,
0: I just start going heavy in the end. You're like, whoa, dude. I'm like, I've hated this whole experience. It's like episode 12. You're <laughs> just you. I start bringing up dirt from your past. <laughs> oh, dude, that's funny. <laughs> All right, we got to get into it. We got to get into
1: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool, man. So I'm going to jump right into question one. It's, it's a very similar question I ask you in every episode. Like I said, I love always getting this information out of you. So why did you title this chapter "Thirsting for Poison"? And what's the meaning or origin behind that for you?
0: This chapter's got layers, man. <clears throat> it oh. really does. By the um, way,
1: not to cut you off right after asking you a question, but uh, which I did. But
0: uh, <laughs> go on, but, dude.
1: This chapter is bomb like this one this is like one of those chapters that like i've like reread i reread this like four times just the other day just because it's that good because it's just like there's something about it that's so true and honest like the whole really honestly the whole world needs to read this this chapter like for sure because this thing was was out of this world
0: everybody needs a hype a hype guy all right everybody (laughs) needs one and you're my guy trev um (laughs) Let's see. How do I wrap up this chapter in a few sentences? Okay, so thirsting for poison is really about like being in the middle of the wilderness, right? You're parched. It's near the end of the book. So this is showing that I'm getting very tired, mm. right? Like mm. it's almost been two years. Yeah. I've tried a bunch of different entrepreneurial things. We've had a little bit of success here and there, but not enough to sustain, not enough to be like, all right, like we're going to get out of the difficult season and I'm going to make this thing work. Yeah. I've got, Um, I already have like a, when it was deacon two years old i have mila my second she's coming up on she's probably six months old or something like yeah. bills are going up our savings are dwindling it's time for chad to probably start thinking about going back to work right mm-hmm. getting a corporate job again and i was open to that i i was told to be open to that by my wife to be honest it was like enough is enough like you need to apply for jobs and right and I would. And, and th- th- there were actually a few different, there were probably three or four different waves of job applications throughout the entrepreneurial deal. Cause it was like, Hey, it's always good. Like it takes time to get a job. And so it's always yeah. good to just have some irons in that fire. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my resume, I mean, like I'm not bragging, but I've, I have a really good resume. Like I yeah. I've worked for top employers. I went to a top university and so And I've done the work that I was interviewing for. So I should have been a shoe in. So that's what almost makes this lesson like more powerful is I go through all these interview processes. And I think that there was something in me that was obvious to the interviewers, like this guy doesn't really want this job. And Mm. even though I was trying to convince myself to want the job because I really wanted to be stable for the family and just like let the entrepreneurial thing go. Yeah. It must have been very evident that I wasn't through it yet. You know, I wasn't ready to really walk away, um mm. and so the whole notion is that even when I said, "Okay, God, like I need to put this back on the altar and I need to provide for my family." you know a lot of people think that God is like he just wants us to do the right thing all the time, mm. and I think he does like ultimately, but I think <sighs> I think people think that God is always like celebrating when we just like submit and we like repent and we just mm. serve others no matter what and stuff. But the, <laughs> proof, the proof is, is he cares about our hearts and he cares about That's us good. and like he loves us. That's good. And he's, he shut doors that were so obviously shut by like supernatural powers. There's really no other way to explain it. Yeah. Um, that it proved to me throughout, there were like five or six different occasions of that where it was like, I'm willing to do this. This is what our family, quote-unquote, needs right now. Right. And God is saying, no, I'm not done. I'm not done with, like, there's growth in you that you haven't even seen yet. Like, if, mm-hmm. you, if you bail now, if you do this now, even though you're, I know you're trying to do the right thing, Chad, but if you do this now, you're going to miss out on something greater. And so the idea is that... I was thirsting for something, uh, thirsting for poison. Poison being, but by getting that job, it's going to kill something in me that even God sees beauty in. Something that He's building, mm. and I liken that to really like my true essence. Like it, yeah. I don't know if I'm doing a great job, but because it, it's a, it's got layers to this chapter. Like I absolutely, said. there's you're thirsting for poison. That's going to kill the real you essentially. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's more about timing than it is about like the jobs you're applying for. It just wasn't mm. God's timing yet.
1: Yeah. That's good, man. That's awesome, dude. I'm going to jump into question number two right now. Cause I, I think, you know, I would love to hear you talk about this and I know other people just need to hear this because it's something everybody goes through. You talked a lot in this chapter about the rejection that you went through like during this season and i just wanted you to talk about that because i think you know it's one of those things it's people People need to hear more about like the rejection you know this better than anybody you've talked about on previous episodes in this social media crazy time it's at all the like <laughs> the last thing people show is their rejections, and the last thing they talk about is their rejections it's all the it's all like I did it, I made it, I won I this look I'm successful and and the rejections just get pushed to the side. Yeah. well, the reality is man, is life is a lot about how we handle. you know, rejections and the seasons of rejection times of rejection from God or from others, you know, like when I say from God, it's not like God's just like rejecting us, but like the feeling, yeah, the feeling of being rejected by God, you know? And so I just wanted you to kind of talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. Like I think what needed to happen for me was like my life preservers needed to be removed from underneath Mm. me entirely. 'Cause like what's wow. the alternative road, right? Okay, I'm struggling in entrepreneurship. It's been nine months, we still have thirty thousand dollars in savings. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I can still go back and work at a top consulting firm. Right. I go I go interview, I get an offer, I'm gonna I'm gonna go work at a top consulting firm. Right. I don't know if I grow very much in all that. Like mm. it's it's kinda like, well, then I would probably just wanna hop back and forth for the next twenty years. Just and I would get like almost more arrogant by being like, I'm going to test the waters again with a new idea. I'm going to go back to stability. I'm going to test the waters with a new idea. I'm going to go back to stability.
1: Right, right.
0: I think God wanted me to get to a point where I'm like, oh, crap. Even my life preserver, which was like my, I'm going to go grab a six-figure job off the mm-hmm. shelf. Yeah, That is being denied for me. Wow. Wow. And I had to, there was some idolatry there that needed mm. to be crashed even further than leaving those jobs. It was the ability... Further than leaving the jobs, it was their denial of me. Oh, no. I thought I walked away from them. Now they're walking away from me. So I can't succeed as an entrepreneur. Mm. I can't succeed as my old self. Mm. I am, I'm screwed. Like, what am I going to do now? And so then what's the, then what's the only remaining thing? My identity is no longer in any form of career. Wow. it cannot be based on any form of success, whether entrepreneurial or traditional. Corporate. Wow. So like that's <laughs> what I'm saying is that like the that's only so, so I'm thirsting for what looks like a good opportunity, like stability. On paper, it's fantastic. Mm. If I were to drink that, I am I'm only I'm hurting myself by drinking that. That's right? good. So he's not gonna let the cup reached my lips cause he cares too much.
1: Yeah. That's good, man. Dude. I love that. I love that idea. I appreciate you elaborating and being vulnerable there about your rejections and everything. And, and really it just discussing it in that way, man, is so profound and powerful to hear. And like, that just helps me understand this idea in an even deeper way. But dude, that whole concept, like you were just saying about like, First, you ran away from them, and then all of a sudden, they started running away from you. And like you had to feel that. And it was like, dude, that's, that's deep, man. That's really deep.
0: <laughs> like, still better. <laughs> Bastards. No, dude, I'll list. I have JBN Consulting turned me down. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? What was that one that I really wanted? Credera turned me Mm. down. I, Credera Consulting is like two of my buddies work there and they're like, we have, I have no idea why we didn't hire you. Like you are literally everyone who we hire looks (laughs) like you, talks (laughs) like you, has your resume. you are just a white dude from a top school (laughs) who played sports or whatever. Uh Like, like there was no explanations for these things. And I think there's probably just a sense that they had during the interviews. Like this guy's not done with entrepreneurship. And, Mm. and I wasn't. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like I was not done, even though I needed to so be done. And then you know what's funny? I talk about it later in the chapter, but and you might be getting to it with your next question. So sorry about this. (laughs) But uh, but like the only time I did get that like shocker, like that consulting job that came, it dude, it landed on my lap. I put zero Mm. effort into it. So then the lesson was this: the lesson then was. Chad, I'm going to give you, this is God speaking. I should have put on a different voice, Chad. No, but like (laughs) Chad, I'm going to give you this opportunity. You did not earn it. Yeah. This is what you've gone through in the past, but I want to prove to you that I am your caretaker. You do Mm. not have to strive for for these things. Wow. And then it was like, he's the one who even gave me my resume anyway. So why didn't I always have that perspective? That's
1: good. That's good. <laughs> oh, man, constant Love lessons. Love that. That sends me right into question three, actually. It's perfect. So you said in this chapter, after y'all ran out of all your savings and you had large bills approaching, you and your wife actually at that point came to where y'all were at perfect peace. And you said, quote, we rested in the reality of not having control. Can you like explain that idea? I know you were kind of touching on it with that last concept you just gave, but I just wanted you to talk about that, dude. Like it being in that place, when you talked about it, how y'all had lost everything and you have these big bills coming and then like you found you and your wife at peace in that moment and y'all were resting in the idea of not having control. Like that's dude, that's strong because it's not, that's not something you can just like get yourself into and like, we have perfect peace. (laughs) That's like, no, no.
0: No, it's a piece that surpasses all understanding, yeah, right? right? So there's no right, logic sure. there. Yeah. Um yeah. we so like uh this May, I think you and Hillary's schedule is similar, but this May, me and Danny will be married seven years.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We will and we've I mean, we've had some good years, we've had some bad years, we've you know, whatever. But that, that time when we were we did not know how we were going to pay our mortgage the following mm. month. Mm. That time where we were, our savings was officially done Yeah, is the best month we've had as a married couple. Wow. And so, like, what is that? And I want people who are married or in serious relationships or thinking about getting married to hear that. Like,
1: That's good. The
0: peace in your relationship, the love you have between the unity and, like, just being on the same page and having peace about where you are, that has nothing to do with money. Wow. I I promise you it is a decision to submit to a greater reliance on something. That's good. And, like you know, in the trenches is where we get close. I mean, in the trenches is where black people and white people finally just cut the crap. And we're like, Hey, like, that's good. The only way we're getting out of here is if we survive and I don't care what skin color is, you just hold your gun up. Right. Okay. Like <laughs> that's the <laughs> way enough. it is in marriage too. It's a yep. partnership. And it's like, I, we, we still talk about how, isn't that so ironic that we were brogity, rogadie broke. Mm. And we were just so tired at that point And and mm. I had given up on my biggest dream. And she, and all that savings was from her mom. It wasn't like mm. we earned that money. That wow. there was a, God was doing stuff there too. There was an emotional association with that money because it's what her mom left her. Wow. And so that needed to die too before we could pivot to a new season. Wow. And so, so yeah, we submitted, dude. I did not work. I did not do anything resembling work for an entire month. I literally drank coffee dropped my kids off at school drank coffee Uh all day listened Uh to worship music all day and wrote this book for a month and then i went to a prayer meeting in oregon with our last dollar with danny (laughs) we had a group it was more than one dollar to travel there (laughs) and then they like there was this group that prayed over us they prayed for a local consulting company to call me hire me not put me on the road for consulting and pay me more than I've ever made. And I left that meeting with an invitation to interview for a consulting firm, local, paid me more than I've ever made. Wow. Didn't have me travel for, and I worked for them for a year and a half. Wow. I mean, like, what? You can't explain that. That's ridiculous.
1: That's awesome, dude.
0: So yeah, man, I thirsted for poison. God wouldn't let the cup come to my lips. I finally let go of the cup and I... I mean, not like it's been groovy every second, every you know minute after that or whatever, yeah. but I learned what reliance on God looks like. Mm.
1: That's so good, man. That's good, dude. That actually is perfect. That takes me right here into question number four. In this chapter, you said, quote, God knows what is poison for your soul, regardless of how it looks, smells, or tastes. Dude, that is so good, and and I love Ugh. how in that the idea you expr- expressed there too was like for each of us, like we each have a different thing that's poison for us sp- specifically, and yeah. he knows yeah. that thing because he created us, and like I love how you were digging into that, so I just wanted you to elaborate on that here.
0: Well, it's like, like a, and I say this in the chapter too. It's like the. It's not about, it's not like going and getting a corporate job is poison. <laughs> like, right, right, It's like <laughs> he sees, the, God only cares about our heart. That's mm. all he cares about. Because mm. like he created the material, so that's all secondary. Yep. He cares about our souls. He cares about our hearts, right? So it's about timing. It's about what it will mean to us. And he reads our hearts. He knows what's going mm. on and he, he only wants what's good for us. That's so good. if I'm going to accept something and it's going to lead me to be more prideful and more shut off from Him and more like thinking mm. that I'm captain of my own ship, why would He give me that? Wow. Why? Why would He give me that? And it's one thing if you are living in rejection of God, right? Because yeah. He'll He'll probably just go let you do your thing because you just need to go and <laughs> figure it out yourself and right. hit a freaking brick wall. Uh huh. And then start like turning around and asking questions. But but if you're like if you're if you love God and you're like, Hey God, guide me here. Mm. He's going to guide you like That's in his good. own way. Right. That's good. So I feel like a lot of Christians are like, God, be with me, like guide me, show me the steps. And then they're starting to fail in life. And they're like, where are you? God. <laughs> it's like, I'm right here. You're knocking on the wrong freaking doors, dude. Like I yeah. want what's good for you. Right. Yeah. And so we just have to start seeing beyond the material and mm. like, That's the trust thing. Like when something, if you ask God to help you and then you fail, that thing wasn't for you. Wow. It wasn't for your, your development, like in the right direction. Wow. Do you trust him or not? That's good. You know?
1: Dude, that's so good, man. I Easier love that. Easier said
0: than done. Easier oh said than
1: shoot, done. dude, you're not joking, man. It's like one of the, you know, we have these like moments where we like call out to God and we're like, God, like I want to do it your way, like I'll do anything. <laughs> so bold, <laughs> and He's just like, He's like, all right, you know, like, like I mean, rock? He knows that His way is the best way, and that He loves us more than even we love ourselves. But it's just like, dude, mm. the sting factor <laughs> when you do it God's <sighs> way all the little things that he like works out of you you know like the sharpening like you're talking about like the sharpening and all that stuff man it hurts and so it's like it but it's just he loves us so much that he refuses to leave leave us with those sharp you know the sharp edges on us and stuff so he just polishes those off and Gets yeah. us right into that perfect spot, man. But it's hard for us to like see and understand what that is. And a lot of times, dude, it's very painful getting from A to B, you know, with the
0: Lord. I don't know. It's like harder, but it's better. Yeah. Like you always look back and you're like, oh, it's so much better. I mean, that's this for whole sure. For sure. book. It's like, man, that was hard, but it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. I don't want to do it again, though. Don't make me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do. Dude, it. That's so
1: true, man. It's like I'm, it's like all right, I'm, all right good. I learned, I'm good. Okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs>
0: I'm actually worried that like I've had a season of comfort now for a few years, and I'm worried when God's gonna come back and be like, "All right, time to work on chat again." And I'm like, "No, please." <laughs>
1: oh. Dude, that's so good. I dude, I understand it. I think anybody that follows the Lord like understands that. Yeah, like when you start to get the little too comfortable, it's also you kinda get like a little nervous too. So it's <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, yeah. I get that.
0: You start faking like things are hard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like you're gonna trick him
0: (laughs) you're like god i sprained my ankle last week like now you can't do anything big right (laughs) oh
1: shoot man dude that's (laughs) awesome man well hey thanks for coming back on again man i know we only have a couple episodes left but i look forward to having you back on again soon all right all right cool man all right man and just to remind everyone, this little author mini series is about Chad's new book, Dying in the Wilderness Finding Purpose Through Failure. You can get it on Amazon and the hardback, softback, ebook, and the audiobook will be coming soon as well. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Y'all have a blessed night.
0: Thanks for listening to the Saddled Stallion Podcast. That's it, guys. Be strong, be humble, walk in purposeful manhood.